Good morning. We praise God for all the gifts that he has given us, but today we are going to take part in a gift that is special, that is his body and his blood. And today we're going to read the holy word on what Jesus said. So we're going to be in the Gospel of Luke in chapter 22. And it says, Now the festival of the unleavened bread called the Passover was approaching, and the chief priests and the teachers of the law were looking for some way to get rid of Jesus, for they were afraid of the people. Then Satan entered Judas called Iscariot, one of the twelve. And Judas went to the chief priests and officers of the temple garden, discussed with them how he might betray Jesus. They were delighted and agreed to give him money. He consented and watched for an opportunity to hand Jesus over to them when no crowd was present. Then came the day of the unleavened bread, on which the Passover lamb had to be sacrificed. Jesus sent Peter and John, saying, Go and make preparations for us to eat the Passover. Where do you want us to prepare for it? They asked. He replied, As you enter the city, a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him to the house that he enters, and say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is the guest room? Where I may eat the Passover with my disciples. He will show you a large room upstairs, all furnished, Make preparations there. They left and found things just as Jesus has told them. So they prepared the Passover. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table, and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. After taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took the bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine on the table. The Son of Man will go as it has been decreed, but woe to that man who betrays him. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be who would do this. A dispute also arose among them as to which of them was considered to be greatest. Jesus said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as the one who serves. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I confer on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred one on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom and sit on thrones judging the 12 tribes of Israel. This is the holy word of God poured out for you. Two uh, preparatory remarks. Um, First, there are uh, building 
question and answer sessions. This is our last Lent in this building. Uh, these are our last two sermon series in this building, so I know that you probably have questions about the next one. Uh, the building committee will be there in, to answer your questions at 9.45 and 11 in the chapel next door. <clears throat> we hope you'll come by. Secondly, and happiest maybe, Maddie, stand up. This is Maddie Knapp, and for the rest of her life, she'll be known as a state champ, and she's part of the Marion Indians undefeated state champs this year. Good job. Well, you got to wave. Yay. I've known Maddie a long time, and I was proud of you way before you started winning basketball games, so well done. Uh, Great excitement and uh, encouraging event in their lives, so yay. Um, Today, you either get the shortest or the longest sermon you've ever had at Marian Methodist. Uh, We sometimes get to communion and we put it at the end of the service. But as we go through today's worship service, what we want to do is we're going to walk through what we're calling in this Tales Through the Crypt. We're starting with Holy Communion and going to walk you through Lent all the way through the crypt to to the walk to Emmaus. And so today, uh, in this very liturgical event, uh, we're going to stay right there in service of Word and Table 1, because I believe that's the sermon, and here's the homily that fits into it. It is important for you to receive this reminder as we go to Holy Communion, that we receive Holy Communion not at the request, not at the invitation of a liturgist or a pastor, But we receive Holy Communion at the invitation of Jesus Christ, our Lord. The sacrament of Holy Communion is such a common occurrence in the landscape of our worship that its uncommon richness, its holiness, sometimes gets lost. We do communion so often that we have juice stains up here. We have patterns of traffic through the carpet in the side aisles. So sometimes the challenge is to focus on its holiness because it's so common for us. The term Holy Communion, we say that all the time. You've, some of you have been Methodists or Lutherans or Christians for a long time. You've said Holy Communion your entire life. But the term Holy Communion invites us to focus on the self-giving of the Holy God. And so this morning, we focus on the Holy. Nothing else. Because Holy Communion is a mystery too deep for words. There's so much going on in this bread and juice that it's too deep to actually describe it all. The nature of what is holy. Do you think about that very often? What is holy? What is so pure and awesome and holy? It's too awesome for us to understand. Do you, <clears throat> do you stop and ponder that sometimes? How is it that we could ever understand what Jesus has done for us at the cross. It's just too much. How could one person who walked as we walk on the earth 2,000 years ago remove all the sins from the people in his generation, every generation that followed him, our generation, and everyone to follow us? How do you explain that? How can you really get that? I've talk to parents before and they say, my child won't take communion until they understand it. And I got to tell you as a pastor, 
If that was the gateway, I would never be able to take communion because I can't fully understand the depth and the richness of it all, you see. And to help our hearts get around the Holy Communion mystery, the New Testament gives us six things that we should experience and embrace in this holy meal. So let me guide you a primer to what we hope you'll experience today. First, Holy Communion is an act of thanksgiving. Some of you have been Methodists for a long time, and you say when there are two or three Methodists gathered together, there is what? A casserole in our midst, right? <laughs> or some sort of food. We, we think, hey, whenever the Methodists are together, there's got to be food. And we, we laugh about that, and we kind of think, we kind of say that kind of as a joke. But guess what? The early Christians would not laugh at that. They would say, well, of course. The early Christians would have said, of course, because the book of Acts tells us what their main worship services were like. It says, they broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. And so at the table of the Lord, here, and every time that you come to it, like them, we are to express joyful thanks for God's mighty acts throughout throughout history, for the creation of the world, for the covenant he made with Moses and the Jews. Noah, others, for the redemption story of Jesus Christ and for the sanctification of we as we live our lives. Holy communion is a moment where we come and we we take bread and juice, we kneel down and, and we're to express gratitude for the good that God is and his unconditional love for us. Secondly, holy communion is a celebration of the fellowship of the church. Holy Communion is a worldwide event. While while it's meaningful to us individually and specifically, communion is much more than a personal event. I know some of us have had tremendously personal events at Holy Communion, and generally we take it in public. In a few moments in the longer part of our sermon, the liturgy of this day, you'll hear the words, because there is one bread, because there's one bread, we who are many, All partake of that one bread, for we are one body. This simply means that at the table of Christ, we are bond with Christians in all the world. We are bound together with all the Christians in the world. This is a meal of fellowship. The bread means that the corporate us, that's the the all of us, are sharing at the table exemplifies the nature, listen to this, exemplifies the nature of the church and models the world as God would love it to be. When his people are together at the table, it's a model of the world that God would love it to be. You know that from your own families, right? Some of your best times as a family is when you're together at the table. Thirdly, Holy Communion is a remembrance And this remembrance is much more than simply intellectually recalling, do this in remembrance of me. I've been in many churches where they have that printed right on their altar, do this in remembrance of me. Matter of fact, we actually own one of the altars that used to be in the youth room that says exactly that, do this in remembrance of me. But this is much more than simply intellectually recalling something that happened. The dynamic action becomes a representation of past, 
gracious acts of God in the present so powerfully to make what has happened in the past truly present right here in our worship service. See, Christ is risen and alive here and now, not just remembered in some memory of our minds and just for what he has done in the past. It is a present event. Fourth, Holy Communion is a type of sacrifice. It's a representation, not a repetition of the sacrifice of Christ. Do you understand the difference there? It's not a repetition. It's not being done again for us. Here we represent it. We remind us. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 26 makes clear that he has appeared once and for all at the end of the age to remove sin by the sacrifice of himself. Christ's atoning life, death, and resurrection make the divine grace available to us. And so in a few moments, you will say in your liturgy, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us. Which means, simply, because of Jesus' sacrifice, we present ourselves in sacrifice, as sacrifice, in union with Christ to be used by God for whatever he wants to use us, for his privilege and his purposes in the work of redemption, reconciliation, and justice. Holy Communion is a vehicle of God's grace through the action of the Holy Spirit. We cannot miss the Holy Spirit here. In a few moments, we will, you will be participating in the great thanksgiving where the words are written, pour out your Holy Spirit. You know, think of the invocation you're asking. Pour out your Holy Spirit. The very th- same Spirit that can open the Red Sea and let the Israelites walk in through. The very same Holy Spirit that is the creating force at the beginning of all things. The very Holy Spirit that has transformed some of your hearts from going this way to that way. The very Holy Spirit that moves among us and brings peace to us sometimes. We ask, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. You see, and we need a primer, a reminder of this sometimes. You see, here at communion, the church asks God to make them be for us, these, the body and blood of Christ, that we may be the body of Christ for the world redeemed in his blood. Do you understand that it's a sending thing? We're asking the Holy Spirit, transform these so these can be transformed. Transform these so these can be transformed that our lives will be useful to God. Make us one with Christ, make us one with each other, and one in ministry all the world. That is, we ask, here and now, God, here and now, at 9.20 or whenever we get to the actual communion, here and now, God, through your Holy Spirit, use us in whatever way, in whatever direction, however you see fit, use us. And sixth, Holy Communion is eschatological, big word, meaning that it has to do with the end of history, the outcome of God's purpose for the world. See, the great mystery of faith that we state in this liturgy, which you'll say out loud in a moment, is Christ has died, something happened. Christ is risen, something is happening, and Christ will come again, something is going to happen. With Jesus, we're anticipating the heavenly banquet at the end of all time that celebrates God's final victory over sin, death, and evil. So to participate in Holy Communion is to receive a foretaste of that glorious future. It's a pledge of heaven 
Until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet, we will say. So you see, I'm a Christian. And when I kneel down here, when I take that bread and juice, not only am I communing with you, the faithful, but I commune in fellowship with all of those that preceded me. I, I commune I, I commune with Bud Lurch. I commune with my dad. I commune with my grandma. I commune with the people back in my history that I don't even know because we're all looking for the same final victory if we believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I get to commune with my great-grandchildren who will not be born for years. We're not just communing, communing with the physically present, but with the saints of the past and those that will come. They join us here in this sacrament. So this morning, we come. See, all Christians are welcome at Christ's table. This morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, I invite you to this table. Come to give thanks to God. Come to be in fellowship with the worldwide band of Christians that is ever-expanding. Come to remember what Christ has done and is doing now. Come to embrace his sacrifice and offer yourself to God's plan as a living sacrifice for the world. Come and unashamedly ask the Holy Spirit to move and direct and guide your living. Come to join the everlasting story of God's people. This morning, though... Communion is a common experience. I know that. I myself have taken it and served it hundreds of times here in this community of faith. It's a very common occurrence. happens all the time. But I implore you, though communion is a common experience, In your worship, embrace its uncommon richness, its powerful holiness. I say this all to you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm going to ask you to turn back to the longer part of our sermon, which is on page 7 in uh, the United Methodist hymnal, and uh, join in on those parts where the print is bold. I believe in God, God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven is seated at the right hand of the Father and will come again to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At Marian Methodist, we take communion through a method known as intinction. And so in a few moments' time, there will be a station at the end of this aisle, a station at the end of this aisle, where you simply come forward by your own hand, take a piece of the bread, 
dip it again by your own hand into the cup, receive it, and then if you would, you can come towards the center aisle, and if you'd love to stay and pray for you, pray for a while, that's invited and encouraged, but then if you would also return to your seats to the center uh, aisle. There are communion bags here that will be uh, instituted in just a moment's time uh, for our homebound folks. So you'll see some people picking them up as you go to take them to nursing homes and those uh, that are living elsewhere unable to join us this morning. United Methodist Communion is an open table. So if you are Jesus Christ's son or daughter, or if you want to be, regardless of what creedal background you have, regardless of what other church you might come from, we invite you to come Eat with us at our Lord's table. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful Merciful God, God, we we confess confess that that we we have have not loved you with our our whole heart. heart. We have failed to, to be, be an obedient, obedient church. church. We, we have, have not done your will. We have, we have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. And we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Let us be in a time of silent prayer and confession. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name name of of Jesus Jesus Christ, Christ, you are forgiven. forgiven. Glory Glory to to God. God. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. 
When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn saying, Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach the good news to the poor, to release, cap, proclaim release to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce the time that had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and by spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you, for this is the, my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ Christ has died. died. Christ Christ is is risen. Christ Christ will come come again. again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in your holy church, All honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Will you join with me in our Lord's Prayer? Our Our Father, Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, thy will will be done, done, on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. bread. Forgive us our our trespasses. trespasses. As As we we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, and deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many 
are one body, for we all partake in the one loaf. The bread which we break is the sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is the sharing in the blood of Christ. Brothers and sisters in Christ, the table of the Lord Jesus Christ is prepared. This is for you. As you're guided by our ushers, come and eat. If you're uncomfortable, please don't come. But as our stewards are in place, uh, they will serve you. And if you cannot come forward, simply make motion to me and I will bring communion to you. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Will you please rise if you're able? And your dismissal comes with this blessing and the encouragement then to be the fellowship of Christians. Go forth in peace. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. You are beloved. Uh, God bless you all.